Stay tuned for The Lynn Show. Today, I'm airing an interview with artist Judith Leeds. Judith was born an artist. At least, she was born with the desire to do and make things with her hands. Listen to her tell the story of how at four, she made designs in her parents' brand new wooden furniture. But it wasn't an easy ride for Judith. She was just too smart. (laughs) She excelled in science and math and attempted to follow a career as a scientist. She majored in biology at university. But as you can hear Judith say it, she had a calling, an irresistible calling, a calling which could not be denied. And so she flew in the face of the desires of her father, of her own talent in so many different areas, and pursued what she was meant to do. She became an artist. This is an inspiring story. So hang on, here come the show. Hearing from an inner voice about being the person you really are. Not the person you think you need to be. 
not the person other people are, not the person other people told you you had to be or even told you you were, not even necessarily the person you currently think you are, but the person you really are. Unfortunately, too many people have experiences in their childhoods which discourage them from being the person they really are. And because children are quite flexible, many are able to pretend that they're not this thing, whatever it is that brought a consequence they didn't want. And they get so good at the pretense that they come into adulthood having forgotten some important things about themselves. In my show, I interview people who make their living or their life with an art. Because when you listen to them, you can hear what it sounds like to be who you really are. And in my interview with Judith, you can hear that she has always known who she was. And although, as I say in the run-up, she was discouraged from following that, perhaps encouraged to take a detour, her calling was too strong. Her certainty of who she was and what she needed to do with her life was too strong. And so she became who she is. And in that way, she's a role model for the Lynn Show and for everyone. So here now is uh, Judith, sometimes called Judy Leeds, telling her story. Okay, I'm here with Judy Leeds, um, and I'm explaining to Judy that I interview people who make their living or their life with an art. And I know that the art to which Judy is giving her life is the art of art. <laughs> um, would you, do you call yourself a painter? Artist. Artist, yes. <laughs> Good. So it's a visual art, though. Correct. Right? Yeah. And so when you say artist as opposed to painter, does that mean you work in other mediums as well, or you're basically... No, it's just uh, you call yourself an artist. Some people call themselves a painter. Well, what's the medium know. you mostly use? I use mostly pastel, but ah. I also do oil. Okay. I do a lot, you know, a lot of oils. Okay. So I only ask one question, <laughs> and it is, do you remember, and can you tell me, the very first time in your life when drawing, painting, pictures, colors, any of that called you, looked interesting to you, well, the very first time, I was probably four years old, uh -huh. my parents got brand new wooden furniture. Wooden? Is that what you said? It was a wooden, it was wooden furniture. And I remember carving a design into the new furniture. With what? I don't remember what. Do you I probably got a little knife from the kitchen and they let me live. <laughs> my parents let me live. I just love doing things. I would... I would draw on napkins, have patterns on them, so I take crayons and do that. So I was very young, and I always liked to do painting, drawing, whatever. Yeah, to make figures, to make to, to, to use make, my hands, use, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Early on, did you have lessons? Did they say this is nice? We'll put it on the refrigerator. What what happened? I always drew, and I remember taking classes when I was young at Bronx House. So do you remember if you asked for the lessons, if you knew about lessons, 
they volunteered the lessons. You just know that you wound up in a lesson. Wound up. You wound in up there. in a class. I probably, maybe they wanted to get me out of the house and not do any more damage. <laughs> so they got me where I could express myself in a different way. That's great. <laughs> My husband reminded me that I, that I also dug up the bathroom tiles. So... <laughs> In, in, in your, my parents' apartment in the Bronx, it was they were coming loose, and and I forgot about that. And I remember just because I liked seeing what was underneath, and yeah. I don't know, I you liked making stuff. I liked using my hands yeah, and doing to make things. stuff. Right. Wow. Okay. So, do you remember the classes at all? What you were learning? I mean, were they teaching you something, or you were just sitting there putting something on a paper? I remember they had postcards or pictures, and I would be copying things. And recently. I found out that I, I did do drawings of people. When you were quite young? When I was young, and, and I found some old drawings that I did of my grandparents and my parents, and I went, oh, my. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about them. Yeah. Okay, so now we still have you. I mean, you're not even a teenager yet. So I'm assuming you did this sort of thing whenever you could. You know, when you were sitting around, you had a sketch pad or I, something. I know you... I carried a sketch pad, but I was... Um, turned out I was geared to become a scientist instead of an artist. I see. How did that happen? I could. I applied to Bronx High School oh, of wait. Science. Oh, really? To, to, why? I, because I, I was in a special track in school, and I also applied to, it was called then, music and art. Yes. And I got into both. So you went to Bronx Science? I went to Bronx Science. I was supposed to become a scientist. Did you want to go to Bronx Science? Oh, yes. I loved the school. It was fabulous. So what kind of science were you going to be? Oh, well, you don't know. You, you took all the classes. But besides the classes, you, you, you were imbued with a love of learning, uh -huh. which I loved that. They also had art classes taught by college professors. He, he taught at uh, NYU. He taught art at NYU? At NYU, and he also taught art. At Bronx Science. They had so many great things there. And, um, so you could take the art classes with him? As, as an elective. I remember doing drafting and experimenting with different materials and um, Did you get graded in it? Oh, sure. Yeah. You took the standard courses, but, they, but you took biology, chemistry, right. physics. Right. And you then did all the, the mathematics. You went through it, all of that, and then you had some electives. And, and I really loved it. They, they brought out what was good in you. Yeah. Of course, I think I'm one of the only art professionals who graduated from my class. In <laughs> fact, I'm sure of it. Well, okay, so you're coming to the end of your high school. Right. Are you thinking about what you're going to do? Yes, I applied to schools, but I also applied to schools that had a, uh, some sort of art program. Well, I, wait a minute. So you applied to schools in what? Well, I started out as a biology major, math minor. Uh-huh. And, but I wanted to take electives in art. in art because, of course, as my father said, I'm not supporting you. You've got to make a living. So yeah. I said, I, I'll try out. You know, just a lot of people from our high school became rocket scientists. Okay, so at this point, you're choosing what you're studying primarily because you know you have to make a living and secondarily because you like this stuff anyway. I, I did enjoy it, mm -hmm. and I did very well at it. Right. I, I, I did very well at Bronx Science. I was, 
I guess the top ten percent or close to that. Okay, but the then class. you then you go to college, and how did you like that when you were? I liked it, but I had an aha moment when I uh, was doing the labs in biology, and I had far more fun drawing the experiment right. than yeah. killing the poor frog. Yeah, and right. I was spending all this time doing the drawings, and it hit me. Yeah. And I said, listen, I'm going to try, I'm going to go into art. And my father said, what? What? And I said, if I'm not good, I'll go back. Wow. And that was very brave. Well, it, I, sometimes you have a calling. I didn't have a choice. Oh, no, I believe you absolutely. I had no choice because it was a, a real calling, and I love it. This is wonderful, and I love, I love that you found your calling in art, drawing the frogs that you either killed or had to kill. I, I, couldn't, it, it was, I couldn't pith my frog. I think yeah. I got somebody else to do, to do it. it. Right, it right. bothered me to kill. Yeah. Okay, so you have the aha, and then whatever you say about the calling, and I believe you absolutely, it was incredibly brave what you did. You were a woman in a generation where yeah. we didn't do that, no. and you did. So you said, okay, I'm going to pursue art. Well, what did you do then? Well, I was in Syracuse University, and so I had my second year there in art, and then... So you switched your major? Is that what you're saying? I switched my major, and... Uh, and I'm just curious. You went to whoever the administration, and you said, I don't want to be a biology major anymore. I want to be an art major. And what did they say? They accepted me. They just said, okay, fine. Well, I, I don't remember the details. So that's well, but they didn't say, are you crazy, or you can't do that, or why oh, no. you want to. No, 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 they no, just no, said, no, fine. No, no, They let me do it. But after a year, I missed being in a city, because I was living in Manhattan at the time, and so with my parents, and I missed the city, and um, so I transferred to Boston University. And... Uh, you know, I, I loved it. I majored in advertising design because... Because you could make a living with this kind exactly. of art. Exactly. I know, I know. Exactly. I wanted to be independent. Right. I did, as everybody was saying to me, don't do that. Just become a teacher and support your husband through law school. I remember getting that at Syracuse. Wait a minute. The girls what would husband? say that. Right. The you one that you're going to marry? Right. That's what they used to say. <laughs> All the It was during the times wow. when... when Women were not supposed to... No, they were the support team. They, we, was, we supported our husbands, That's period. Right. That's right. And, and I said, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you have the wrong girl. <laughs> I'm really interested in this because you are, were actually something of an anomaly in your generation. So do you know where you got this? Ah, well, it's interesting. Even though my parents were very traditional, my mother was a concert violinist. She was ah. a child prodigy, but she stopped working when she got married. And my father wanted kids and all of that. There was a lot of discrimination. Discrimination? Against, against women in the music. Yes. Um, they weren't allowed in, in the Philharmonic. She was in an orchestra that prepared people for the Philharmonic, but she wasn't allowed in. Wow. But there was some backers after she had my, my sister who wanted her to have a concert at Carnegie Hall. And she couldn't because she couldn't practice six hours a day. Right. And she just stopped doing it. Wow. And I never heard her play. She went to Juilliard, minored in 
piano, majored in violin, and I never heard her. But once she forgot I was in the house, and I heard her playing on the piano, and it, it was unbelievable. But she was the kind of person, and I understand it more as I got older. She couldn't practice. She, know, she knew she wasn't as good as she was, so she didn't want to have a, a second best self for yeah. people to hear. Um, and I understand that. So um, it was a shame. But, they, a, but I had them to, as a, a, you know, I remembered that. And my father was liked art and artists. He, he supported me, but he didn't. Well, you know, imagine that for both of your parents, this was something of a tug of war. I mean, on the one hand, your father liked art and he married a musician. Yes. He married someone with right. a passion for an art. Right. So he must have had some sympathy for that, even if he wouldn't cop to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he, 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 he did. I remember going to museums, being uh -huh. taken to museums yeah. and art and all of that, and he had a lot of artists' clients. So yes, so that part, that part was very, very right. good. It's, it's all there. It's there. And this may not be true, but your mother's frustration at not being able to be who she was, maybe that got communicated to you somehow. Yeah. Because you did not buckle. You went for it. Oh, yeah. I, 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 yes. Yes. And it was a shame with her. How did she um, respond when you said, I'm not going to do this, I'm going to be an artist? Do you remember? She supported me. My, my mother supported me. My father was more critical personality. Um, but but she, she must have in some way seen you doing what she couldn't have done, didn't do. Yeah, she, she always supported me. Yeah. She did, I, I know that. Okay, so you move to Boston, where you're finishing your undergraduate degree, you're majoring in advertising, advertising design, and so you graduate with a BA in... A, B, a Bachelor of Fine Arts cum laude. Yeah, it must have pissed your father off because you're so smart. He didn't want to use, use your brains traditionally that you wanted to do this thing. Uh, I mean, you know, I think uh, that generation, especially the, the women, have stories about right. their families yeah. and you know, what's expected and what's not. And yeah, I, I think that's right. And again, I mean, I just want to keep making this point over and over again, is that given that your mother couldn't be who she really was, and most of your friends were taking the traditional oh, track, yes. Yes. that there was something in you that simply was going to be yourself. And come hell or high water, come criticism from daddy, come you know, judgment from friends, you were going to be yourself. It's, it's quite extraordinary. Well, I, <laughs> I never looked at it being extraordinary. Well, no, I think it is. I, 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 I looked at myself as being kind of... Uh, Odd. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure you did. I'm sure that that is the way you would have been seen as um, unusual or eccentric or something exactly, like that. Exactly, yes. Well, trust me, you were extraordinary. So, you graduate. Did you get a job? Oh, yes. Well, I actually, I got a, a part-time in uh, advertising, but just for a few weeks, and then I, I got a job in publishing. Huh? Um, I love books. I love books. So it was a match made in heaven, as I, I say. There's a few times in your life when you have that. And so I like that. You're not going to make the same money. What but, did you do? So I started out as a 
you know, bottom of the line, just um, doing uh, but mechanicals, you know, if somebody else has paste ups. And, um, but and they it's did. still art. Oh, yes. And, they, and, and I did get to do some covers. I started out with Scholastic magazines wow. um, in their book division. And I was with them, I forget, a few years. And then I went on, I got a job with G.P. Putnam's publishers as an assistant art director. And then the um, art director left. Then some, another art director came in, and I got to do more. And just as an aside, as for the women's lib movement, I refused in high school to take typing <laughs> because I didn't want to be... Yeah, pushed into a secretary, and I'm. I was glad. I, I'm. I was glad I didn't, because I'm a very bad liar, to say I don't type, because the art director wanted me to type things, mm-hmm. and I said I don't type. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> so he had to give me more creative pieces, and so when the second art director came, um, I stayed friends with him for many years. Um, he came and then he left and they made, they gave me the job of art director. <laughs> and my guess is that you're still quite young at this point. I, I was 23. <laughs> and uh, but they did not pay me, but they paid the guy. No, I was just going to say. And I did. I guess they're not a lot more alive. I did quite. A, yeah, I was proud of myself. I worked day and night. I'm sure you and did. And they they were very pleased with me um, at the time, I, I, but I worked very, very hard, but they did not give me no. at, and at all what the other art directors made, the men, right. at all, right. and I was doing I'm sure. their job plus. I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, they probably didn't get you an assistant. What they did was, let, let me think, they, I, you know, I'm thinking about that. There was somebody who came and handled the children's books for Coward McGann and Gahagan. And then they kept on wanting to give me more. There was Berkeley Publishing, and they said, you want to be art, oversee all of that? And I said, that's a little too much. <laughs> I was like, it was a, it was a lot. They, yeah. There was a whole well, question. The, the, is... uh, the president of the company wanted Walter Minton. He, he was very... He, he supported me in that. I, I, yes. I liked it. He was happy to give you the work. He just wasn't going to give you the money. Well, they paid me. They I'm kept sure they paying me. Right. No, yeah. no, I'm sure they did. But it, it's it, this is all, uh, you know, very, very uh, traditional for what was going on for women at that time, right? Abs- absolutely. I maybe if I had had more self confidence, which women tend not to have, I would have after six months said, okay, I'm doing a good job. I'm doing as good as the other art directors. Right. I want to be paid what they're paid. I never had that strong conversation with Walter. No, no, of course not. I mean, you came from a but father. He was great. He was great. Yeah, I, I understand. I mean, they gave you the job. They gave Christ me the sake. chance. Right, yeah. And that in itself is quite extraordinary. And, and, and that you were there at 23 is amazing. And that you didn't, weren't able to stand up for yourself. I mean, people aren't doing it today. You know, so you don't, that, that's, that's not so surprising. What, what is surprising is that you found yourself in this position, right. which was just the result of your talent and your work. That's all. Nobody gave this no, to you. No, nobody gave it nobody to you. Nobody gave this to you. No. So you deserved it entirely, and you deserved the money you didn't get. 
But you also came, remember, from a mother who gave it up rather than fight or, you know, whatever, right. and a father who didn't think you should do it at all. So, I mean, what you did with your life is really amazing. Thank you. I, you know, was, I was lucky, I mean, in a lot no, of no, ways. No, 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 there was no luck in this at all. <laughs> Are you kidding me? There was no luck in this at all that you made this thing happen. So, okay, so how long were you art director at... I was art director for about two, three years. I'm trying to remember exactly. And, um, and then I just wanted to go freelance. Because I was doing, what was it, about almost 270 books a year. I was giving it out to other artists. I was doing some myself. And really what I wanted to do was to do them myself. Yes. And to do the covers. And I loved doing that, and it reached a point where I, I gave my notice. And I went freelance, and which... Freelance you, meaning offering yourself as an artist to do covers. For all the major public, right. all the publishers, right. major, Who, minor. All of whom you now knew. Well, I knew some of them, yeah, right. and I had some contact. Was I smart enough to make better contacts? Uh, no. No, well, because... Well, nobody trained you, nobody trained women to... To, to be do good that, business people. I mean, I could have. There was a thing where, if I had made sure that I had given work to certain art directors of certain major publishers, then they would have given me. There was a quid, right. quid pro quo with right. that, and I was like, "Well, but they're not right for that book. So and so is right for the book," and I was, you know, yeah, very right. idealistic. I, you know, dumb, uh, not in, not in the ways of the world. And so, but I, I went freelance, and um, but I kept a good relationship with Putnam and Walter. Used to always invite me to their holiday parties, and every time I went, he'd pat me on the belly and say, "What's cooking in the pot?" And I'd say, "Walter, were you I'm married?" Not, I was married. Oh, I said, "Walter, I'm not pregnant. I left because I wanted to, not because I was pregnant." And each year he did it. And about three years later, I, I was joking with the art director who took my place after a while. I said, he's going to do it again. But I was pregnant then. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I still continued. I worked for, you know, did freelance. And then we... we but moved. again, this is so courageous. I mean, really, you know. Uh, uh, yet again, I mean, you, you go from this, uh, this career, this biology slash math career, which is guaranteed to, to more or less guaranteed to, to make you a a good living. Um, you take the leap to art, which nobody could have expected you to make a living doing. You wind up working at a very um, prestigious and desirable job at a very young age, and you don't stay. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, they, they wanted really, me to stay, I'm which sure was really did. funny. I um, mean, I got along very well. The 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 I really did get a well, uh, along no, well with I'm the sure. editors and the president of the company. I just you just did what you needed to do for your own life. I, I you know when you have a pull like that, yes, it's almost like you don't have a choice. No, it's irresistible. It it becomes irresistible. Yeah, and yeah, uh, it's wonderful. Yeah. So. So, okay, so you're freelancing, you're married, you're having a baby. Do you continue to freelance? Or? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole point. Uh, yes, I, I set up a studio in my house. Well, first I had, when I went freelance, I had to backtrack. I went, um, I rented office space 
from an advertising agency, so I did work there. And we, when we lived in Manhattan, then we, when we moved out, um, I set up a studio in my house. And uh, then I got pregnant, and um, uh, yeah, I continued to work. Yeah, absolutely. I I worked it out so that I got a, a wonderful woman who who came in when her kids were in school. So she'd come in at uh, 8.30, quarter of 9, and then stay till 2.30, and I worked. But I was in the house. Right. And so she she was great. I could see my daughter things and, come down, see this. And she'd take a nap, and, and then I'd be with the kids, and then I'd, when I put them to bed, I'd go upstairs and... Uh, go back to work. I'd work, mm-hmm. right. So my uh, husband had his own business, so he wasn't there, you know, much. So you worked your life out so that you could do what you needed to do. Right, right. right. I tried to be superwoman, and advice I can give to women is, no, you right. can't do it all, because eventually what starts to happen is, is that your health you know, ah. starts to... It takes a toll on you trying to do everything to be the perfect mother, the perfect artist, the perfect wife. Right. I mean, you have to start to get rid of the word perfect. Yes. So it sounds like you didn't learn that until it was a slightly too late. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that you learned that in the hard way. I, I learned it the hard way, yes. And, uh, um, yep. Okay, so now I know you as, a, as, a, as an artist who... Uh, draws for herself and to sell, right? Right. 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 Okay. That, that's a different skill set than doing the book cover. Yes, I'm sure it is. So tell me how that happened. Well, I got sick. Oh. <laughs> All right. There there you go. And sometimes the uh, yes. life, you think it's a negative, but in some ways it was a positive because I could have, but didn't realize, I could have stopped doing the book covers for six months and painted but I never thought I'd get my clients back. And then I got um, ill, I got what was called... So, so, so the urge to be painting was always there. Was always there. And you, you were responding to the need to, to continue to make a living and you were afraid, as many self-employed people are, to take the risk, so you didn't do it. Right. And, and I was reaching a point where I had done almost 3,000 book covers. And... You, you can see when you get stale. Most of my work was not illustrations. It was graphic design, typography. I did a lot of crazy things with the typography, and I integrated it with the image. And, um, mm. and so um, I had a ball. But when the computer came out, the industry changed, and artists started to do only what was to the level of the ability of the, of computer. the computer. Oh, my God. And so... All that creativity was very difficult. You couldn't do it on the earlier computers. I do feel that was the great age of book covers. It, it, the things that were turned out were were really inspiring. And but then I ill. I got a um, how would you call it? it? It turned out to be thoracic outlet. It took two three years till it was found out. And I had to have major surgery, and I was I was in a lot of pain. And then I got Lyme disease right after that. Oh, gee. So it was a continuum of sick. Sick. And at that point, I felt I had obviously had stopped working and thought that my job, just to get my two girls, you know, 
into school and uh, it was a number of years and it was very difficult and I never thought in a million years that I'd be able to do what I'm doing now. And that's why I say to people, and I wear a necklace, I don't have it on today, but I have a necklace that, it's a little medallion that says, never, never, never give up Winston Churchill. Because you, I really would have thought this was over. You know, my life was over, the creative end of it. And that wasn't true. Once they were in school, away, married, um, and then we moved. We got rid of our big house and moved. And my husband sold his business. I was able to relax more. And I started to feel better and started slowly, because it's slow to start to paint a bit and to do it. And then it started to be like a uh, snowball going down the hill. And it's taken off now. And I feel like I'm back when I was in my 20s doing book covers. <laughs> uh, but doing painting, it's taken off. And I just feel like this the possibilities of what I want to do are endless. I just want to just paint. That's so it. what kind of stuff do you paint? Well, I'm known for my people, my figurative. I love doing people. I <laughs> love their faces. Every face is unique and beautiful. I mean, people who, you know, get all this... Um, um, nips and tucks and stuff, they're taking away a lot of their own beauty, they're the natural. I, I, I just love people, but I also do still lifes that are have something to say. What is, what is something that a still life can say? Well, this happened to take off and I just did it um, a, a year and a half ago just on a, on a whim. I decided I like donuts. I said, oh, I feel like doing donuts and I did, it was 18 by 24 of a whole box of donuts and um, I started taking bites out of them because I knew I didn't want just donuts. I wanted, and I called it, there went my diet. <laughs> and, it, and it did. It, there went my diet uh, five or seven pounds later, which haven't come off. <laughs> and um, You ate your... I, your, I, your, I, your. I ate four or five dozen donuts <laughs> and, and, and I took a bite of this, I like this. We put it together like a, you know, a whole still life and and then, you know, painted it. So I have a number of still lifes that are early breakfast. Uh, one of the first ones that I did is a um, cup of coffee, New York Times, a Rip Splenda, and some vitamins and pills. And that's it. And people like that. It, you know, it, it, so I like to get uh, do mm -hmm. a little bit more of the way we are. So do you do shows? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I had, in New Jersey, I've had 11 one-woman shows, and now I'm, I'm showing, you know, uh, my pieces are in um, shows across the country in, in New York, and um, I, I really had a, a good run of luck. I, I've been in... Sh um, I think you have to stop saying... Luck. <laughs> I really think you have well, to stop thinking about well, it that way. Well, I've had a go okay. <laughs> That's a woman thing, I guess. Well, I think it is actually. Well, I think it's. Uh, I don't think it's a woman thing. I think it's what what they did to us. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't think it. I don't think it comes with the territory of vagina. I think it's. Oh no! It's it's, it's the culture. It's the culture. Oh, there's right. no question. Women artists. I see women artists and. Um, and I, I, I do workshops now, and I do, I've done a lot of demonstrations. Places hire me to do that. And I see some of the women, and, and like in the workshop, you know, a wonderful artist, and they're all going, and they sound like me. Oh, well, but it's yeah, not right. go. 
and uh, and now I I like to use if anybody has seen the NCIS and Gibbs used to give Tony a little smack on the back of head, and so I don't touch them because God forbid I don't yeah, want right, to be, get arrested. Right, right, but I go. I'm giving you a Gibbs, <laughs> right? Because with the hat, because don't you get, get it? Stop it! Because men who are less talented. Their work isn't as good. They'll promote it and say, I'm great. And women will go, well, it's not good enough. And anyway, it's luck. Yeah, and right, it's luck. It's luck. Right. Yeah, yeah. But you are. You're a role model. So, Thank you. Um, so even if you didn't do anything, the fact that you are, you know, I mean, I'm serious. You know, it's wonderful. Okay, so are you going to do anything in Sarasota or you, this is just time out? Well, I, I use this for time out. Because um, we I, have, God knows. I know, you have a lot, and, I, and I've been thinking about that, um, of, of what to do. If we come down in February, and that maybe I should bring things. I mean, I've, I've had people like where I uh, rent. Um, last year I did a little, you know, class on the beach, and, and uh, I just, I guess I use the time to sort of clear my head. Yeah, it's fine. I think you should, absolutely, yeah. because... You should take care of yourself. Yes, I learned that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure you did, but okay, good. No, I learned. I didn't, but now I tr I'm trying to. Yes, yeah. I mean that's uh, um, the. You have to realize that there's a balance. You have to balance and also realize what is important. Yes. What do you want to do? And it, it, that's one reason why I only do landscapes in Maine. I love Maine. In the summer, we go up there, and I have my Maine fix. If I don't have my Maine fix, I'm not happy. And I we go up. I have friends from college up there, and we go to an island off the coast of Maine, Monhegan, and uh, which has uh, was an artist enclave for a hundred and some odd years. And so uh, the gallery there, the Lupin, carries my landscapes, and because I love Maine. I, I, that's the only place I do it. But I accepted that the general sunsets and whatever, it's not for me to paint. Ge the general kind. I mean, the ones with Maine are, are different, and Manhegan especially. It talks to me. Uh, maybe I was a lobster fisherman in another life. But, um, but that's my time out a bit. And then I come back and try, um, try to do my uh, series of... Um, uh, with people. You should say, uh, you have, I'm sure you have a website. I do have my website. It's Judith Leeds, J-U-D-I-T-H Leeds, L-E-E-D-S dot com or JudyLeeds.com. I've given up trying to say Judith because it, generally whenever I call clients up, call clients and they, the secretary, I'd say it's Judith Leeds Oof. and they'd invariably say, put down Judy. Right. They diminutive women more. Yeah, that's right. And um, that's, right. that's part of, and so I felt if you don't call me a bad name, I'm happy. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay, so I have one final question. Sure. And it is, having given a life to, to transferring your vision to any number of media, in, in any number of um, ways, your creative vision to... Uh, to drafting, to book covers, to painting, to wooden furniture, <laughs> you know. What would you say about 
what that life was like, what you think about that, about having given your life to this um, calling? I'm lucky. All right. <laughs> well, in that I'm sense, fortunate. I'm fortunate mm-hmm. that yeah. I have some. I, I, I that I had that. It's life saving. Yes, it is absolutely life saving to go through life and have something that you love, and um, it's it becomes almost your safe place. I go to my studio, and it, it, it makes life worth living. You want to get up in the morning to do it. That's what I wish for my children, for anybody, that you find whatever it is to want to get up in the morning and do it. it you just, everybody has their special gift and, and, and just go with it. And I found it and I'm so happy. I feel f- so fortunate instead of lucky. Fortunate. And however long I can do it, I hope I, uh, people say to me, when are you going to retire? I said, retire. <laughs> I, I hope I keel over holding a paintbrush or a pastel or whatever other medium I'm using because I, I love it. You know. That's a great place to stop. Thank you so much, okay. Judith. Okay. <laughs> and so Judith presents the clarion call. Be who you are. Follow your dream. Find yourself. Don't be detoured. When you listen to Judith, it is my hope that you are inspired to do just that, to ask yourself, is there something that I always wanted to do, always thought I would have done, and am I doing it? Well, if you are, I'm happy for you. But if not, The Lynn Show and, of course, and of course Judith Leeds are telling you it may not be too late for you to capture, recapture who you really are and live the life you were meant to live. As always, I hope you got something from this show you can use, something that you learned that you didn't know, something that amused you or intrigued you, something that inspired you, something that will help you to continue to aim for being the person you really are. See, I'm getting older My hair is turning gray Oh, you see my face and figure I've both seen better days Well, I won't be retiring I won't slip out of sight No, I will not go gentle Into that good night some goddamn boomerang no i won't go with a whimper i am going with a bang see that i have had my shot my time has come and gone oh won't i please get off the stage let Someone else get on Well, I, I won't be relegated Or leave without a fight No, I will not go gentle Into that good night
right I won't go with a whimper I am going with a bang Life's a bell I keep on ringing Not a chime that I once rang You may think it's unseemly But it ain't over yet Cause me and Sister Phoenix We won't give up the flight, no, no We will not go gentle Into that good night And I won't go with a whimper I'm going with a bang Life's a song I keep on singing I may not be as juicy, hell, but I still got some tang, so you won't hear me simper. I may have gotten limper, but I won't go with the wind. 